0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void required prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Jesus, may we praise you. Let every heart say, amen. 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 Y'all smile. Amen. There we go, man smile. All right, now we can do this. We got some smiles in the congregation. I'm going to read one verse, verse three, and then we'll launch into today's teaching. The Bible says, and if I send them away fasting to their own houses, they will faint. If I send them away to their own houses, they will faint, God. If I send them away, they'll faint. Y'all hear that? That's what the word says, if I send them away, they'll faint. Y'all ready to write this down? Did you write this down? you something right? need something right on, you need something right there. Raise your hand. Somebody get you something. Alright, y'all ready for the teachers? Mm-hmm. Amen. If I send them away to their own houses, they'll faint. Today's tag for today's teaching is Feed me, or I'll faint. Feed me, or I'll faint. Robert Augustus Masters was a well-known psychotherapist and healing professional said this, he said, There is a wisdom in the body. A wisdom and feeling that with access and allowed to operate in conjunction with our cognitive capacities leads to a deeper, wiser, more integrated life. Don't catch that. Let, let me say it again. He said, there is a wisdom built into your body. Alright? It's a wisdom of feeling. That when you access it and you allow that to operate in conjunctive with your brain, you thinking about it, y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. It can lead to a deeper, wiser. In other words, you'll be more healthy. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> you that? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And so I'm going to suggest today, and I'm going to argue that there is also a wisdom in the spirit. Yeah. That when you access it. And when you allow it to operate in conjunction with your cognitive capacities, it will lead to a deeper, wiser, more integrated life as well. you catch that? So what's good for the body is also good for the spirit. And so just like your body communicates to you in silent whispers, and in, y'all know what it's like, your body communicates with you in silent aches, yeah. in silent pain. You know, anybody ever have to get up slowly? Yeah. Right? Anybody yeah. ever have your children in the house? Anybody <laughs> ever have your children in the house? let you know, I said, let's, that, the daddy, like, dad, let's go throw the football. And I said, okay, let's go. And he's out the door, and I'm still getting up. <laughs> That's a silent whisper. <laughs> y'all don't yell that. That's a silent whisper. Yeah, silent whisper like aches and pains and emotions. Some of y'all got silent whispers in your gut. Ooh, that don't feel right. That's a silent whisper. Some of y'all, y'all operate on the ocean of the Holy Spirit. That gut that tells you, don't do that, don't eat that, don't go there. You know, okay, y'all tripping that last piece of pie. Just because it's there don't mean it's there for you to eat it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying today? And so your spirit communicates to you in similar ways. Don't eat that when I'm praying for that. Don't, don't eat that when I'm praying over that. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Your spirit be talking to me with me. Oh, y'all had the spirit say. they have a silent whisper. Shh, shh,
2: shh. Don't even see it.
1: Don't see it at <laughs> Be whispered to you. The people, you look at you like, what are you talking to? You talk to that silent whisper. should you? Shouldn't we make it shouldn't it Because it's a message. It's a signal. Somebody say it's a sign. Are y'all catching this? And if you ignore the message, the signal, the sign, the whisper—if you ignore it—it it can usher stress in your life. Yeah, yeah. And if you—and if, and if you be truthful about it, I, got, I don't know if I got any medical foam up in here, but it can also—it can also release some toxins in, into your body. Y'all guess this: some toxins into your body. You'll let the levels of chemicals in your body go awry when you don't listen to the. Signal. and start a forest fire? Yeah, Yeah, that's what it's like when you don't listen to what the Spirit is telling you. It's like light a match to start a forest fire that can take off and permeate your body overnight. (laughs) So if you ignore, whether it be the body or the soul, you're susceptible to disease. You're susceptible to illness. And somebody knows you are susceptible to death.
2: Yeah. Y'all get this?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And so just think about, listen, think about all the things in your life that can go wrong when you're empty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, right. I had to think about this. Wow. I said, what are some of the things that stop working when they get empty? Are y'all ready? All right. ready. Your happiness stops when your marriage gets empty. Don't say well, nothing. Not. Right. Stop. Don't look left and right. Alright? Don't look, don't look left and right. Everybody can think about it. You stop paying your bills when your bank account gets empty. You stop eating when your cabinets get empty. Are y'all hearing me? Yes, sir. Your car starts stops running when your gas tank gets empty. I'm just trying to make this plain, y'all. Your progress stops. When your vision gets empty, <laughs> your life stops. When your heart gets empty, are y'all catching this? I'm just trying to make this thing plain for us today. And so, believe it or not, your spirit man also stops working when it gets empty. Spirit is empty, when your your spirit stops, and, and and when your spirit is empty, here's what happens: you stop believing in the power of God. Y'all catching this? You stop expecting God to do what only God can do. You stop trusting in the Lord with all your heart. You start leaning to your own understanding in all the ways you don't acknowledge Him, and He stops correcting your path. That's 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 the J E G version. Y'all hear me? You stop praying. You start worrying about stuff that you ain't got no business worrying about. This is when your spirit gets empty. All of a sudden, y'all start falling out your mouth at work at folk that don't that talk about you. Now, here's what I know. The people that don't talk about you, they talk about other people, too. So why you got to be the one that go crushing and fussing and fighting and, and arguing be arguing and stuff? You want to swarm out and whatnot. Yeah, they lied on you, but guess what? They lied on other people, too. Why you got to be the one? I know why you're the one. Because you're empty. Are y'all catching this? you empty. And so it's because you're empty and when you don't get fed, you faint. You fall. You, 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 you lean over. You kill over. You throw in the towel. You quit. You get up. When you are hungry or you are empty, are y'all catching this? Yeah, yeah. But, 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 I need somebody to tell your neighbor. Say neighbor. Yeah. Stay with Jesus. Stay with Jesus. When, you empty. when you empty. Tell your other neighbor. Other neighbor. Stay with Jesus. Stay with Jesus. When, you empty. when you're empty. Why do I know? It? I'm right here in the book. It says in, in, in Mark chapter 8. Jesus recognizes that the multitudes which had followed him are now empty. Y'all catch that? Am I in the Bible? Yeah. Right. He recognizes that they are now Okay. Now they've begun to display the signs of hunger. But here's the real deal. It was four thousand. Y'all mad, It was four thousand men, not counting women and children. Right. Right. But here's the deal. They have traveled so far that <laughs> they've traveled so far that they can't really get back. Okay. Without <coughs> thinking about. Man, we've come so far that it's really too far for us to go back unless we deal with what we're facing right now. Are y'all catching that? Okay, y'all getting it. Here's what I mean. Uh, uh, and my wife's going to laugh about like this. She know I'm about to say that. She's going to laugh about like this. But when we got married, twenty-five, about 25 years ago, we got married. And when we, uh, when we got married, uh, we moved to a place called Colorado Springs. Yeah, yeah. It's a faraway place. <laughs> And, 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 and here's the deal, when, when you get married and and you drive 17 hours away from everybody, you can't just run home when you get upset. Are y'all catching this? So I so so I had to think about what I was gonna say to her daddy when I said, oh yeah, we getting married, oh, and by the way, we moving 17 hours away, if y'all not get to that, Right? Because you think about that, he, he has to think about, her mother has to think about, my daughter is too far for me just to jump in the car and be there in a minute. I'm on my way, I'll see it in a minute, I'm coming, just wait, Come on over way, here I come. No, you gotta wait, another day! All right, but that's not what I really wanna talk about. I'm just, that's, I'm just, I'm just parking there parenthetically. Let me point this one out. So we got married, we moved 17 hours away. And had the nerve to have our first argument. <laughs> but I want to tell you, I know that our first argument was about church, okay? Our first argument was about church. We're well, going to argue about argue about Jesus, right? Did he say that? No, he didn't say that. Did Jesus say that? Is that what Jesus did? No, let's look at the word of God and see what he said. I'll see, I told you. <laughs> That's what he said. So we had an argument about church. And I got so mad. I couldn't go home. Home is too far. Uh I'm I'm in the Bible, So, she'll tell you, I left the apartment and just started walking. (laughs) And I guess I love to walk. Mm -hmm.
2: Because before long,
1: I had walked all the way to the airport. I don't know where to shout. But God is what God was doing. I got so far that I realized I can't walk phone. <laughs> So I had to go to a payphone. You don't have cell phones, baby. I had to go to a payphone and call my wife and say, baby. I think I walked too far. (laughs) You wouldn't mind coming and get me, (laughs) would you? Then I was deep pie and sugar (laughs) donuts. But sometimes, sometimes it's like that. You got to think about how far you are and what it's gonna take to get back. And Jesus recognized that these folks are empty, but they've come too. To turn back now? You y'all hear me? You y'all catching this? I'm just trying to make this thing point, y'all. I'm really just trying to make this thing plain. And so these people, they didn't start. They so far, but they started to show the signs of hunger. And, and, and if you imagine, do the math. If 4,000 men, without women and children being counted, then that it would stand to reason that while they were walking, some folk got hungry and fell off. Some folks said, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. I feel this Jesus dude, yeah. but if ain't no McDonald's around <laughs> and ain't no KFC around, I tell you what, we gonna disembark. we gonna disengage two fingers. I see it wouldn't wanna be. And so they turned around and went back home. Stay with Jesus. Oh, y'all catching this? Y'all better stay with Jesus. Are y'all catching this? Yes. And so, what's most important is the four thousand of those who saved. Yeah. Are y'all catching this? Yeah, yeah. Is there anyone in here who knows how important and how impossible it is when you are able to stay with Jesus when you're empty? Yes. Yes. I, I, I hate this. My brain just be going crazy. Anybody ever uh, anybody ever Go to the 25th anniversary, uh, class reunion.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by
1: law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh-huh. Yeah. You go, and you ain't been, you ain't seen your folk in a long time. You go to the family, you go to the classroom, and, and you see somebody, they come and say, Hey, hey baby! <laughs> you look at them, you like, and in you, your mind, you going to roll it next to your mind like, Ooh, <laughs> Who is this? Right, y'all know how you do. You look the eyes. Hey, you doing all that while you are trying to speak? Hey, who is this? Remember when this and remember when that? And you like yeah? And you in in your mind you like running through it like what, when, how, who, what, when, how, huh? And then you remember. I dated this person. (laughs) And you can't wait to get to the bathroom, so you go. Oh, it'll bless you. Staying with Jesus will bless you. Oh, I made that plan. I love it. And so the Bible says in verse 22 that because there was, number one, a multitude, it was a bunch of them. Somebody said it was a bunch of them. And because, number two, they had been together for three days. And number three, because they had had nothing to eat. There arose, somebody say a crisis. a crisis There arose a crisis And in verse 3 Jesus has compassion In their crisis Amen. So what did Jesus do? You do know that the book of Mark The book of Mark is a book that was written Not to the Jews but to the Gentiles In other words, this book was designed Not to get into the, the, the lineage or genealogy of Jesus Because the Gentiles would not know nothing about that The book of Mark is designed to help you understand what did Jesus do. Are y'all catching this? So that's why when you read the book of Mark, it goes from one thing to the next. One miracle to the next. And so we don't take a whole lot of time for Jesus to go into action. As soon as Jesus has compassion, the next thing you know is he's moving into action. So what does Jesus do? I'm glad you asked. Jesus takes action on their emptiness. He, and, and, and he is—he's warning his disciples that if I don't feed these people, they will faint. Amen. Why is that important? Because because fainting is a byproduct of emptiness. Y'all like this? Is, if Jesus' expectation is that the crowd is going to continue to walk with him, if the crowd is going to continue to stay with him, if the crowd is going to continue to be with him, he better feed them. Because fainting is a byproduct of being empty. Are y'all catching this? If Jesus expects these people to remain strong, if he, if he expects these people to remain with him, they must be fed. Because empty people will get tired, people will stumble, empty people will get impatient, empty people will get frustrated, empty people will become weary, and my Bible says let, my Bible says let us not be weary in well doing, doing because in due season we'll what? reap if we faint. I didn't make that up. Y'all catching it, Mm -hmm. And so, I know I got some people in here right now I know i got some people right, right now. You are empty right now. Maybe, maybe your purpose is empty. Maybe your vision is empty. Maybe your expectations are empty. Maybe your goals are empty. Maybe your heart is empty. Maybe your relationships are empty. Whatever is empty in your life, don't fake. Stay with Jesus. All right. Why? Because that's the best place to be when you're empty. It's with Jesus. Watch this. God knows God knows that hunger is a regulatory function.
2: Yes. Amen. True. True. Right.
1: Come on. True. Yeah. Right. right. When do y'all have lunch? <laughs> 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. I know because whenever I go to a restaurant I'm going to try not to go at 12. Right. 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 right? Dinner? 6 o'clock. 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. I know because when I try to go to Cheesecake Factory, the wait is longer at that time. Because hunger is a regulatory exercise. Y'all following this? Jesus is what I'm saying. So all Jesus is addressing is the fact that the people are empty, and if we don't feed them, they will faint. He understands that hunger is a regulatory function that must be satisfied. In other words. Things begin to go wrong biologically. They go wrong psychologically, and they go wrong. They go wrong spiritually when you do not satisfy your desire to be thin. Right, right, right. I know I right about it. Get addicted to something, and don't feed your addiction. Hello, right? Y'all see some addicted folk? Y'all see the folk? They gotta have a, so many cigarettes at a certain time. Right, they can't do certain things until they do certain things. Am I by myself? You ever seen an alcoholic? You ever seen somebody withdraw? When you get addicted to something, it becomes a regulatory function, meaning that you can't keep going until you feed that addiction. All right? Some of y'all, you got an addiction to, to arguments. Meaning that if you ain't had an argument lately, you're looking for an argument. You're looking for somebody to step on your shoes. You looking for somebody to brush up against, you looking for somebody to get on your last nerve. Why? Because, you, because arguing is a regulatory function in your life. Yeah. Oh, I know I'm right about it. There's some folk that will look for a fight when we don't know fight exists. Yes. Because fighting is a regulatory function for them. Oh, wow. Amen. I hate to be saying this, but it's true. Yeah. Jesus is saying it's regulatory function. And if you don't, if you don't feed it, stuff's gonna go, hey why? Alright, but not only that, Jesus also understands that the regularity of feeding your hunger has a tendency to alter your behavior. Amen. Get hungry, you're gonna slow down. Get hungry, you're gonna get angry. You're gonna be frustrated. Get hungry, people can't talk to you the same way. Yeah. Am I right about it? Y'all know something like that? Oh, no, don't raise your hand. Yeah. Right? When you get hungry, stuff changes in you biologically because you need to what is hungry? And so over time we develop and we learn healthy and unhealthy responses to being empty and it takes extreme circumstances to keep someone from ignoring the natural proclivity to satisfy your hunger. Some of y'all can't hear me right now because your hunger is screaming louder than my sermon. That ain't funny. That ain't funny. And I'm gonna tell y'all why that ain't funny. Some of you cannot hear me because your stomach is speaking louder than I am. And John Mark, the writer of the book of Mark, is pointing out that these people are these people are with Jesus and they are ignoring their hunger pain because they realize that they are witnessing extreme circumstances. Are y'all catching this? So so it is possible. It is possible to exist physically hungry because you're in extreme circumstances. Are y'all catching this? Anybody ever seen somebody go off and climb a mountain and get lost or something happens and they gotta stay out there and you wonder how they survive and they're able to survive for two or three days without without any food and they take walk, they take the ice and stuff and they drip it down and they drink that, and that's all they got, or they ration their food, and you wonder how they survive, they survive. Because they had to kick in a mentality to believe that they can survive even though they're in extreme circumstances. Do y'all what I'm saying? Anybody ever heard of somebody who got attacked by a lion or whatever? Or I heard a guy got attacked by an elephant. The elephant spirited him, opened him up. He was bleeding everywhere, but what was inside of him was so st- You ever had to feed a whole family while you was in the middle of some of extreme circumstances? I'm just trying to see if I'm talking to the right people. Extreme circumstances. And God has a word for you because that's what you need when you are in extreme circumstances. You need something that's been injected in your ear, injected in your spirit, that can allow you to survive, even though the situation says you shouldn't. Said you should die. Lay down. Give it up. Yeah. But you said, no, I'm not going to give up because of the word of God. And I don't know about you, but I need God's word when I face extreme circumstances. And if you who have experienced the power of God's word, let not your heart be troubled. Do you understand know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're under the sound of my voice and you have experienced God's grace, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. If you've experienced God's healing, all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. If you have experienced his mercy, oh magnify the Lord with me, let us exalt his name together. Then when you experience it, nothing will keep you from getting a word in extreme circumstances. So what is the multitude survived surviving on three days? in extreme circumstances, they're surviving on the fact that not only do they have a word, they are surviving because the word is with them yeah. Still got here? the word is with them and, and not only is the word with them, they saw that Jesus, the word, had a response to their circumstance. and y'all ready for this? Write this down, y'all ready for this? and the book of Mark this is what Jesus does the Bible says that he has a word. How does he have a word? He has a word because he, the Jesus healed a man with a skin disease in Mark 1. Jesus healed a paralyzed man in Mark 2. Jesus calmed the raging sea in Mark 4. Jesus performed an exorcism of a man with many evil spirits in Mark 5. Jesus raised up Charles' dead daughter in Mark 5. Jesus healed the heritage woman in Mark 5. Jesus said out in Mark 6. Jesus walked on water in Mark 6. Jesus healed a death and new man in Mark 7. And now I'm hungry. And you mean to tell me that this man who just killed some boat? Who just raised some boat? Who just, just straightened out some boat? Who just exercised some boat Can't can feed me to Somebody said, yes, yes, he can. Yes, he can. Yeah. They were physically a But their hunger for more of Jesus was more important than physical load. In other words, they were so impressed by what Jesus was doing that they were surviving off of his healing and not surviving off of their hunger. So, in other words. Jesus here is not just teaching us about physical hunger and limitations. He's also making reference to our spiritual limitations. When your spirit gets empty, God says it's time to get fed. But the problem with your feet is that you don't have control over the supply. Praise God, I don't have control over the supply.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky?
1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because if, if I had, hey, hey, hey. y'all get downstairs and the food run out, don't call me. Yeah. I don't have control over the supply. Y'all hear I'm saying? Yes, sir. Don't put me in charge of the kitchen, y'all. Don't put me in charge. I don't have control over the supply. But why are you? So, when you're empty, on the word of God. God said, when you're empty, spiritually, I'm the one that will then feed you with the word that you need. Oh, I ain't talking about them empty calories that y'all eat called Twinkies. No. Yeah, you can eat Twinkies if you want to, and you can get full, but it ain't going to do nothing for you. Got it? me? So here's what I mean by that, here's what I mean by that, y'all better stick with this one right here, here's what I mean by that, you might be hungry for a position, but God's going to feed you because he knows you need patience. Yeah, you might be in here right now, and you might be hungry for a husband, you might be more hungry for a wife, you might be hungry for a companion, but Jesus says what you really need is I need to feed you with self-esteem, do I have a witness in here? Right? You may be hungry for a job, but Jesus said, that's not what you really need. I need to feed you with the gift of wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And the only way you can get what you really need is by being fed by the word of God. Somebody say the word of God. Word of God. And you're not in control of the supply. That's why the Bible said, our word said, your word said, how then can they call the one they have not believed in and how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard and how can they hear without someone preaching to them and how can anyone preach unless they be sick that's why in order for me to give you the word I better be sick and I better not just be you can't control the supply when you're hungry spiritually you ain't in control of the supply God will supply your needs because he knows your needs. God will supply what you And he don't just supply somebody. Somebody knows he'll supply all your needs. with oh, am Lord. I am I by myself? I and so I'm almost done in verse 4. The disciples asked him, okay Lord, I see that we need to feed these folk or they're going to faint. But here's the problem. How in the world do this set us to satisfy these men with bread while we're here in the wilderness? Y'all see that in the word? Yes, in sir. verse 4. And so, so the disciples suggest that there's no earthly way we can feed this many people because we are in the wilderness, we're here with the wild Well, yeah. Right? How are we going to feed these folks? Ain't no McDonald's, ain't no to Chris, right? Ain't no, what's that place? Ain't no Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Right? All in the long line. Ain't no Chick-fil-A, ain't no Taco Bell, ain't no O'Charles we in the wilderness, y'all. Anybody ever been like that? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Don't pass that exit. Because we ain't going to have another exit. Anybody ever been there? And yeah. like, how are we going to get back? Oh, Lord. Lord Jesus, we should have put, I missed the exit. Here's how he does it. Are y'all ready? Ready. Jesus understands that you can be fed while you're in the wilderness. Yeah. The disciples see what the, the, the disciples see. Here's how he does it. The disciples see what they don't have. But Jesus sees what they do have. Did y'all see that in the Am I missing it? He, he said, they said, from whence can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? Yeah. Jesus don't even right. trust that. He don't even say the word wilderness again. Mm-hmm. He goes straight to action. He asked them, how many loaves do you have? Yeah. <laughs> he said, how many loaves do you have? He said, what you got? Isn't that like Jesus. Isn't that like Jesus to ignore when you cry? Jesus, I ain't got no I need a job. Woo. And Jesus Jesus said, uh, how many hands and how many feet you got? He said, I know they didn't hire you, but you can't hire yourself. Jesus I need a heart and I need a wife. Jesus said, you can't get along with yourself. How is it you going to get along with somebody else?
2: God, I
1: need a five-bedroom house. Lord, I need 5,000 square foot. I've been saving. And Lord said, you ain't taking care of the one-bedroom or the efficiency you got right now. Lord, God. I need that new car. And God said, you got to take care of the hoopty that you got right now. You're not even taking it to my car. Why? And you want me to bless you with something else? Ain't it like you or that? He said, we got seven. And somebody here know? somebody here know? Sometimes, God is not a provider. <laughs> I need so. Just, just shout for me on this one, okay? Can you shout for me on this one? Sometimes, God ain't a provider. I got to ask somebody to shout. But I know it's this. I got to ask somebody. You know? That's what some preachers do. Make y'all shout. Could you shout for me on this one? He said, sure. Sometimes, God is not a provider. You know what God is? A reminder. Hey, wow. I don't know what about. Thank you for just the one. Can I get somebody who God didn't provide? He just reminded you that he provided. You want to be Jehovah Rafa. you want to be Jehovah Nisha, you want to be Jehovah Shiskanu. Why don't you just be Jehovah the that remind that you woke up this morning, and that He's started you on your way, and that you got breath in your body, and that you know your name, and that you deliver your home? Maybe that needs to be your prayer. this, God, Jesus says, I'm not going to be a provider. I'm going to be a reminder. Yeah. Yeah. He right. says, because just a few months ago, I went down in the water and I had gotten baptized yeah. by a man by yeah. the name of John the Baptist. Yeah. And, oh, wow. and when I came up out of the water, the heavenly piles opened up. And when the piles opened up, yeah, piles over up the Father says, it's My son, and whom I am well pleased. But even my Bible is again, here, y'all know that when he came above the water, he was led immediately into the same place that they are in right now, called the wilderness. The Bible says that he was in the wilderness and he was fasting 40 days and 40 nights. And if you know anything about fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, by the time you come out after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, some of y'all say you know what that's like, but let's just be honest. You really don't know what that's like. So when he came out, somebody said he was empty. Somebody said he was empty, and maybe that's why the devil showed up because the devil knew Jesus must be hungry. And I know I must be right about it. Because the Bible said that the devil, the very first temptation of the enemy that came at Jesus when he came empty out of the wilderness was saying, here's a soul, want to you use your power and turn it into bread?" And I'm just trying to help you understand how Jesus said, you can't get fed in the wilderness. Jesus in the wilderness, the enemy wanted him to disobey his father. And he said, I ain't going to disobey my father. He said, the word said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth out of the mouth of God. That's why when you're hungry in your belly, you can still be filled in your spirit. That's how the word of God is going forth in your life. Lord, I have a witness in the air. Can I get by, and I make sick. You're to praise God because he's a provider. Can I, I praise God because he's a reminder. Somebody say, tell your message, you can't get a word in the wilderness. That's what he said. Am I praying? Are we in the Bible? Bible? I'm just saying. All right. So this is what y'all paid your money for. Let me get to the. I got to get you three points. This is what you paid your money for. I'm done. Just real quick. All right. So, So when you're in the wilderness. It is not the will of God that you faint in the wilderness. It is the desire of the enemy that you faint in the wilderness. Are y'all catching this? So Jesus knows that when you're in the wilderness, even if you're hungry physically, that he must feed you or you will faint. And if God feeds you with his word, you have the ability to move forward in the purpose and the destiny God has for you, even though your physical needs have not been met, yet your spiritual needs have been met. So how do you get fed what you need so that you won't back to the verse 6? And I'm done. Here it is. Number one, the very first thing you need. If you're going to get fed in the wilderness, what you need must cost you. The Bible says he took seven Lord, somebody say, he took it. Yeah, yeah. and you got to get this. There are some things in your life that God says, in order for you to move to the next level, you got to sacrifice some stuff. And what that means is, is you got to continue to come into worship and not be a part of the first church of the frozen chosen and sacrifice praise by lifting up your holy hand. Somebody say, sacrifice it. Give it up, yeah. There's some stuff that you used to do. God said it's time for you to stop doing that. It's time to sacrifice that. It's time to put that thing on the altar and leave it there. There's some stuff you used to say. You need to sacrifice that. Yeah, all the explicative that you took about your mouth, it's time for you to sacrifice that thing. You need to crucify that stuff.
2: But what God says, He took it.
1: Somebody say, he took it. Number two, the next thing you need is, is that once, once God takes you, the Bible says he must bless you. Excuse me, you must bless God. Don't get don't make me naked, make I can't make no mistakes. You must bless God with what God is blessing you with. Am I right about it? Is that what it says? It says, and he gave faith. He blessed it. Some folks understand it like this: be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. That means whatever you need. So long as you ask for it with thanksgiving and giving thanks, God is able to give you what you need. Do I have a witness in here? And he may not come when you want it, but somebody knows he'll be there right on time. And the third thing, of y'all here. The third thing. The third thing the, first thing. the first thing is he took it. The second thing is he gave thanks for it. The third thing is he broke it and gave it. Ooh, Jesus. And he broke it and gave it. Somebody said he gave it. Amen. What does that mean? That means that, that means that there are some things that God cannot use in your life, cannot give you unless you first are willing to break it. Y'all do you remember the woman who had who had the alabaster box? Y'all remember that did I preach about that like, No, I didn't. Okay. I just didn't think about it. <laughs> there was a woman. It was a woman, Jesus, it's in the book of Mark because I talked about it when we was going through uh, when we were going through uh, uh, Resurrection Sunday. I talked about it as I was coming down, I talked about the fact that this woman came up to Jesus named Mary and she had this alabaster box, this box that has some precious ointment in it. And they said, it said in the Bible, they said that in the Bible, uh, uh, she comes to Jesus and she breaks the box and she pours this very valuable ointment on Jesus. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Now, here's the question that you must ask about breaking. Are y'all ready for this? You must ask the question, how is it that something that is. So I don't know about you, but if I got a lot of money, I'm not going to put it in a place where it's easy to break into. Do I have a witness? Right? If I got something that's valuable, I'm going to put it behind the safe and put the safe behind the safe and put that safe behind the safe. Do y'all hear me? If it's valuable, then it should not be that easy to be broken into. Are you? Okay. So you must ask the question. Is to break it, but well, let me help you out. The reason why it was so easy for her to break it is because she knew that she must break it to bless God because, because God had to break her so that he could bless her, right? Right? You got to understand that in order for you to get blessed, sometimes you got to be broken. That's some stuff that has got to break in your life, and there's a lot of things in your life that you don't get because you're not willing to be broken. So he took it. He blessed it. He broke it. And then somebody said he, yeah. he gave it. He gave it. And so maybe that's why the songwriter, y'all know this song. The songwriter wrote these words. Margaret DeRose, she said, she said, give me a clean heart. So I may serve thee. She says, Lord. What? Let me tell y'all this reason why I want to hang out with Jesus I want to hang out with Jesus yeah. because Jesus is the only person that I know who can multiply by dividing. All right. so you, yeah. you ask me to divide it and when I divide it it becomes less and less and less. But when you ask Jesus to divide it so says he multiplies as he divides so when he divides, somebody, his life for, yes. oh, man, makes more. I want to be with that. Yes. I want to be with that man. Yes. I want to be with that person. I want to be with somebody who knows yeah. how to multiply. By the God. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the kind of God we serve. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the kind of God we serve. Yeah. Put your hands together for God, oh, be God in this place. Oh, God, put your hands together for God in this place. To give me, give me a clean heart. Come on, y'all know song. is no place there. Somebody said the word that life is like a vision that just falls from a tree. Before you know it can't be over. And I don't know about you. I don't I don't know about you, but 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 there are some places that you go. Shh, shh. There are some places that you go some restaurants you go you can't just walk up and walk in. There's some places, depending on how valuable the food is, you have to call ahead and make a reservation. All I'm saying is that there's some folks in here, you want to get to heaven just like everybody else. But heaven ain't the kind of place you can just walk up and get into. See, you got to take a moment to call him up and make reservations. And so where we are right now is we're at a moment where we're allowing you to make reservations and get your name in the book make your way into heaven, so that when you pass this way,
2: like brother Mamma, when
1: you pass this way, we're gonna have a celebration today because we are not like the world. We do not mourn like a people without hope because it's a fucking No, she made reservations. Her room was ready for her. She has been. Her bed has been made. Her crown is waiting. Her robe is white, and she ready to be because her reservations have been made. And I to go out of here and not know whether or not you got room. You need to make reservations. So if you're here today, if you're here today, you've never given your life to Christ, that means that you don't know anything about doing and, uh, and taking advantage of what we just preached. Today is your day of salvation. You can give your life to Christ today. If you're here today, you don't have a church home. You don't have a place where you Praying you're worshiping, you're studying, you're learning, you're hearing the word of God. We believe that CMBC Indy is the place for you. Amen? If you're here today, we invite you to step out of your seat, make your way up. You can even be here today and you need prayer. We've got folks standing out right now that will stand and pray and in the, intercede for you right now. Amen. Ain't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Amen. Amen. Stand up along the building. Come on, come on. Come on, is there one today? Come on, is there one? Will so give you brand life, new life. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Come on. If you can get a prayer through, open your mouth and let God hear you. Someone needs your prayers right now. Stop praying. Come on, saints, pray. Come on, saints, pray. Come on, saints, pray. pray. Open your mouth. Let God hear your voice. Come on, let it hear you. Let it hear you. Let it hear you. Let God hear you. Come on, come on. Let God hear you. Come on, let God hear
2: you.
1: Is it another? Grab hands all over the building. Grab hands all over the building. The wonderful thing, the wonderful thing is, I say it all the time: the doors of the church never, never close. Amen. So I don't want y'all to think just because we're praying that the doors of the church are closed because they don't close. Amen. At any given time, if you're in this building under the sound of my voice and you need Christ to come into your life, all you got to do is just let us know. There's cards in the front of every pew. There's cards in the front of everything. Can you fill that out and give that to us? And we'll make sure that we come see about you. Amen? Mm-hmm. Bow your heads. all the building. Mm-hmm. Speak to you. Never. Never go on by. Bow your heads. Alone. in the sanctuary that did not move. And so we pray that you might get their spirit and allow them to know that we're praying for them right now. That whatever the circumstance, whatever the situation, you're able to feed them through the Word of God. Allow them to be open to hear your voice and allow them to be open to the Word of God so that you can order their steps in the direction that you would have them to go. Now, God, as we close out this season of our message, God, we pray that you might continue to be a blessing to each and every person under the sound of my voice, that the Word might be seeds planted into good ground. And that as we leave this place, that the seeds of the day's word might germinate in the lives of these your witnesses. Allow it to be applied to our life. Not next week, not next month, but right now. We give you all honor. We give you all glory. And we give you all praise. In Jesus' name, we bless you. Let every heart say amen. Amen. And amen. amen. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. Oh, no. All right. Somebody say amen again. Come on. All right, praise God, y'all. All right, all right. This is a good day to stay in church. It's a good day not to get up and walk out before the benediction. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's a good day just to sit tight. Just sit tight. He said, "Keep the message. Stay. It's a good day to stay." Uh, they're asking that no, that uh, no one go downstairs before one o'clock if you can help it. I understand we got a couple restaurants up here, restaurants downstairs, uh, but they are in some preparation downstairs for the meal, the pre-pass, amen, not uh, the re-pass. Yeah, yeah, pre-pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just trying to make it make sense. It's a pre So this is the first time I've ever had prepaid, so that's dinner before the service, but praise God, we thank this family for being so coordinated and organized, and with the spirit of excellence, we praise God for you. So at the benediction, we're not only going to pray a prayer of benediction, but we also pray a prayer for the meal that we'll have downstairs, amen, but we're gonna, we want y'all to hold We have communion to do until one o'clock. It's offering time! Remember, it is not about equal giving, it is about equal sacrifice. All of us have had a day when we had to go and do like this. Amen? But well, praise God, if you have something to give, then be a cheerful giver. Amen? Amen? Be a cheerful giver. Remember, we have multiple ways of giving here at CNBC. If you desire to give by debit card, not credit card, but a debit card. You can do so to my left, to your right is a kiosk right outside that door, and you can give by debit card. Many of you all have already done that. If you desire to give from your seat, you can do so if you have a smartphone by going to CMBC, Christ Missionary Baptist Church, CMBC, I-N-D-Y dot o-r-g. Right up there. Go there, hit the give link, and you can give right from your seat. Amen. For the rest of us who desire to walk around, they're going to give us a walk of music. We're going to get ready to go. Y'all ready? Here come the muscles. Let's go. Come on.